الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المرء على دين خليله فلينظر احدكم من يخالل او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters some of you would be familiar in a way that in this past week we were visited by a very great personality of our time Hazrat Maulana Mazhar Sahib Dawan Barakatuhum and some might have even heard his talks etc perhaps being audio streamed from the masjid or on the receivers or whatever and before him there were other mashayikh also who had come and this is alhamdulillah Allah Ta'ala's fazal and karam it is his great mercy and kindness that Allah Ta'ala allows us the opportunity of such personalities regularly coming to our shores <coughs> and then also the mashayikh that are in our country from time to time they all have their various programs etc and the theme the basic theme that all these mashayikh have been giving us all the time and in this past week all those who had been attending the programs this was the theme at the top of all the discussions the theme was of being in good company pious company joining the pious people now such great people come from far and wide there's so much of effort that is put into all this they make such sacrifices to come and then people mashallah come from far and wide to benefit from them in the case of Hazrat Muhammad Sahib when he now came so there were people who don't, don't manage to travel so easily to Pakistan so people came all the way from England to join him people came from Re- Reunion to join him and from other places of the world there were few people also so what was the whole objective when this is the main theme is this such a crucial thing yes indeed it is such a crucial thing and we have discussed this repeatedly and this just highlights the need for it to be still discussed many a times it occurs to some people that what is the benefit this thing was heard 50 times so what is the benefit? Nobody seems to be taking notice or very few people seem to be taking notice. Some people still just don't seem to give any kind of attention to it. So what is the benefit? The benefit is that which Allah Ta'ala has already declared in the Quran Sharif. Allah Ta'ala says, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَا تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ That remind, for verily a reminder is beneficial for the believers. So Allah Ta'ala is saying it's beneficial if we are saying that it's not beneficial 
then it is something that is in contradiction to the, what is being mentioned to us in this ayat of the Quran Sharif. So it might not be, and it is definitely not anybody's intention to oppose the Quran Sharif or to say something against the Quran Sharif, but this is not a safe thing to make such a statement because it it constitutes a kind of contradiction of that which is mentioned in this ayat of the Quran Sharif. So it benefits, it definitely benefits. Whether we personally take the benefit or not, that depends on us. Whether each person individually, personally takes the benefit or not, from the words of Allah Ta'ala in the Quran Sharif, from the words of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the Hadith, so what is being conveyed is the word of Allah Ta'ala and the teachings of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now whether the speaker takes the benefit or not, whether the listeners, each individual listener takes the benefit or not, that depends on us. With what intention we listen, what is the purpose of listening, if it is being listened to just for the sake of listening, then that might just be the case, we'll just listen for the sake of listening and that's probably where we'll finish off. But if you are listening in order to take something into our hearts, we are listening to please Allah Ta'ala, and we are listening so that inshallah this becomes a means of, of us getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. Because we don't know when suddenly our life will come to an end. We discussed last week or the week before about that young girl, 13 years old, had a healthy foot and suddenly she had a headache and then less than 48 hours later from the time of that headache, from that initial headache perhaps 48 hours and she was gone. And this is the reality of life. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq of being forever ready for that moment when Malakul Maut will suddenly come to us. So in any case, if our intention to listen is to get closer to Allah Ta'ala and to be prepared so that when the time of our death comes, Allah Ta'ala is pleased with us. So therefore we are listening to some talk of deen in order to take this advice and instill it in our lives, then inshallah we will get that kind of benefit also. And if we have together with that the intention that what I will learn, I will practice and I will pass it on to others also, so this too would become a means of greater benefit for us. So it all depends again on how we take it, what we decide to do, what we want to do, that is what will make the difference for us. So we are discussing this aspect about the company of the pious. So in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Al-Mar'u ala deeni khalilihi Falyandur ahadukum mayyukhalil The person follows the way of his friend. He will go on to the way of his friend. So therefore one should beware of who he befriends. Now there are many times, many many people, they would express a lot of friendship for us. A lot of good intentions for us, good feelings for us. But that is not the basis on which to make a judgment. 
if somebody is becoming the means of us getting involved in haram then that person is not doing us any favor that person is out to destroy our lives our deen yes that's a person doing this though outwardly it might seem like a lot of friendship it might seem like excitement it might seem like very uh, good times and fun but if a person is engaging us or encouraging us towards any haram then that is going to be a big problem for us and that person whether deliberately or unwittingly that person is out to destroy us it could be deliberate it could be unwitting that person doesn't realize what they're doing that's why they say that hey, an enemy is better than a foolish friend how can an enemy be better the enemy is better because you know he's your enemy so you are going to be on your guard you are going to be careful anything he says you are going to be very very cautious about it anything he does you are going to be double careful about that this fellow where is he coming what is he up to so an enemy you are going to be obviously on your guard and you will protect yourself from him but now you thought somebody is a friend but he's a foolish friend and now what is the outcome of a foolish friend that foolish friend may think he's doing you a favor but he'll be doing things that will be harming you now he wants to be your friend or she wants to be your friend and that person thinks they're doing good for you but that person is because of their foolishness because of their lack of understanding or because of their lack of fear of Allah Ta'ala in the in the guise of benefiting you or even with the intention of benefiting you they're actually harming you very very seriously so now this kind of friend is no good for us so now the person who is engaging us in haram that person is really destroying us many a times we get this kind of correspondence as well this kind of people bringing up their issues for example one person says I have repeatedly tried to cut off this illicit relationship cut off this chatting or on social media or whatever the nature of that uh, conversations where that haram talking was whether over the phone whether through the through emails or whatever the case may be now the person saying that I realize that this is a serious sin this is a terrible deed that I'm involved in and I made Toba and I decided I'm not going to get involved in this again but then the next thing this person after a while somehow I blocked off the phone number so the person then contacted me via some other avenue through some other uh, whatever account Allah knows best how all these things happen so the person then got contacted me there and then I slipped again and then I blocked it off again I made Toba again then the person also found some other way of contacting me again my whole effort just went to vain and I slipped up again and then I got caught up in the whole same cycle once more now think about this the person who made Toba the person who realized that this is a serious wrong the person wanted to now give it up and made that intention made the Toba also that this is out I don't want to be involved in this this is taking me towards the fire of Jahannam 
I don't want to be engaged in this haram. So the person made a firm intention not to be involved in it. But then what happened? This person came and forced the situation again by breaking through that barrier that was created now somehow he passed that barrier so now what the reality of this is like there's a thief now the person first the doors were wide open he walked into the house and he came and he stole something so then you decided that this is bad this is wrong so you put up a big wall and put electric fencing and put a door and a big lock on the door but now he found a way of breaking through all this and still breaking into that house and stealing something again so now because he broke through all this and came back in do you regard him that no well this is, must be my friend he's coming back into my house so now he must be my friend now you become totally enraged you are completely in a frenzy now that how dare this person do this why? Because you understand the value of your possessions. He violated the privacy of your home. He violated the security of the home. And he comes in a daring manner like this. And he breaks through all this. You become even more enraged. You regard him as a bigger thief. You regard him as a worse criminal. So likewise, the person who is keeping us involved in haram, that person is a criminal. We are criminals also in this case. In any case, if we are engaging that person also, then we are also criminals. But that person too is a big criminal, especially if he is forcing this relationship. And if he is forcing, he is trying to make that call somewhere, and he is trying to get that chatting going on again. So he is also a very big criminal. He is worse than the thief that breaks into that house. The thief who breaks into somebody's house, steals all their wealth, all their jewelry, that diamond ring, that gold necklace, and those bangles, and all that expensive garments, and he stole all the other the expensive shoes, and whatever other finery there was, and he stole all this and ran away. Now, can, can you imagine, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us, Allah Ta'ala save us from all these kind of calamities, but somebody got afflicted with this. Now, imagine all these things were stolen, you open your cup, you walked into your house that next morning you were gone somewhere, you walked in and you see this house is bare, it's empty everything is gone whatever your possessions were, it's all missing now imagine what possessions you have it's all missing, Allah Ta'ala keep it safe Allah Ta'ala protect us from all these kind of calamities but in order to understand the reality of this, what we are talking about just as an example we are taking this but for that example to really sink in, just imagine for a moment that Allah forbid if this had to be the case that I walk into my house and I see this bear. I walk, I rush to the cupboard and I, op I don't have to open it. It's already lying wide open. I just look around. There's only all the less valuable things. There's all the things of no value that's lying all over the place. Everything of value has gone. That money that was saved is gone. Somebody had some Kruger hands kept somewhere. It's gone. That gold bangles and jewelry and diamonds and whatever else, it's all gone. There's nothing. Somebody had some phone kept there, that go phone is disappeared. Somebody had some laptop, it's gone. And whatever other valuables, everything is gone, nothing. Now what, what's feeling in the heart? Just think that bare feeling, you're standing there, you want to do something, but you don't know where to start, what to do. It's all gone. And you were away for a couple of days, you came back now, and this is the condition, you don't know where to start. 
What a sinking feeling. What a sense of loss. What a sense of deprivation that I got deprived of all my valuables. What a feeling of rage and anger that who is this thief? If I could only know who this person is, I'll teach him a lesson and make sure that he catches a good hiding whatever the case is all these kind of thoughts will go in the mind now that is all this rage and all this anger and all this frustration will be felt because we've lost material goods we've lost some valuables of dunya yes that too is something is a na'mat of Allah Ta'ala it should be looked after but all said and done it is material things it's perishable if it doesn't go before we are gone we are going to one day leave it and be gone in nobody's coffin they put any kind of uh, rings and bangles and chains and lockets nothing nothing if it was worn and the person passed away while they were wearing it it will all be removed and the person passed away it will be all removed that ring was stuck on the finger they will move it out they will somehow stick it out and make sure it comes out that this no more belongs to you you go without all these things now it doesn't belong to you one iota it already has become the ownership of others as soon as the person passes away it has become the ownership of others one person this is just digressing of the subject that we are talking about but a very important lesson to learn one person got very sick so several people had come to now visit him one buzuk had also come to visit so they were all just sitting there it was at night in the olden days in India and uh, there was a lamp burning there because there was no electricity so there was a lamp burning there now this person is very sick so a few people were sitting there around him and this Buruk also came to visit so he was sitting there too this lamp was on and suddenly this person then passed away now while these people were sitting around him suddenly he started breathing his last and in a few moments he was gone so now as soon as he passed away the first thing that this Buzruk did was he extinguished that lamp now can you imagine we are talking about that kind of situation where there is no electrical nothing, no electricity so there is no lights outside and street lights and so on so whatever lamp is burning there that is the light now when you extinguish that light it is dark so now everybody is in total darkness now sometimes you put the light off inside the house nowadays so the street lamp, street light is now still shining a little bit there is still some brightness somewhere or there is another the neighbor's lights are still shining across here there is nothing, it is complete darkness so now the others that were seated there somebody, they became a little bit uh, maybe uh, they found it very strange and they asked him, what did you do? why did you leave us in total darkness? so he immediately replied and said that look, while this person was living this oil in this lamp belonged to him and it was burning for his benefit whether he personally or people who had come to visit him that's also his benefit so he was burning that lamp it was burning for his benefit it was his lamp it was burning for him now that he passed away as soon as he passed away this oil in this lamp no more belongs to him this belongs to the heirs and the heirs are not here we didn't take their permission if some are here all are not here we don't even know who, who the heirs are it might be some orphan involved we can't even take that orphan's permission to use his things now this is not our right to use it we can't touch this without the permission of the new owners now such a big lesson he taught us unfortunately this is something very sorely neglected 
that when a person passes away, there is no illa mashallah, some people mashallah take that care, otherwise very often there is no care given to ensure that everything happens in the way that it's supposed to happen, in terms of the commands of shariat. Things are done just anyhow, and these kind of things for example. Now that some piece of jewelry, somebody they said, no this I'll take this. Or maybe jewelry is expensive, so now that might still go. But now some clothing, no this I'll just keep this. I was using it now, it was my mother's or somebody's father's, I'll use I'll just keep it. Or somebody else, whereas this belongs to all the heirs now. And then even more critical sometimes, there are some uh, consumable things. There's some food, etc. Now the person who passed away, that was his ownership. He was buying the groceries, it belonged to him. And he was just bringing it into the house for everybody to eat, use. But now he passed away. Now all this eatables and all these groceries and whatever now belong to all the heirs in their proportions. It is not permissible for anybody to touch one iota of that without everybody's permission. But now this is just something taken for granted that now somebody has come now, the funeral visitors have come, people have come to make taziyat and they are served from there without anybody taking permission and especially if there is an orphan involved, there is no permission that is can be taken from the orphan. The orphan share cannot be used at all, even with permission. So therefore, this is a very, very crucial thing and a very critical thing. So we, we should be making sure that we become familiar with all these laws regarding inheritance, regarding when a person passes away, what is the position, etc., how things should be done. But in any case, that's a different subject. We digress just because of this important point that just came in. But we were talking about that example that now the person lost all their possessions, we become so grieved, we become so angry, we become so frustrated sometimes, why did this, why, how can this person do this? But that person, after all said and done, has taken away some material possessions, nothing else. We should look after it, and we should not allow it to just be wasted and destroyed, but at the end of the day, material things. But somebody who comes to engage us in haram, somebody who is trying to chat with some person, they are trying to make some contact, or now we realize sometimes it's wrong, and we stop it, that person is not interested in stopping it. This is a bigger thief. This is a worse thief. And what is he stealing? He is stealing our amal away. He is stealing away the quality of our iman. Allah forbid, he is weakening us spiritually, and he is causing, he is actually lighting fire to our amal. Because sin is fire. He's lighting fire to our lives, to our hearts. Now we become so angry over the person who is a thief and comes and steals our material possessions. Do we feel any tinge of anger that this person is engaging me in haram? This person is not my friend. Shaitan now changes that whole thing. Shaitan makes a person ignore this. And says, no, this is my friend. This is my very close friend. This is a friend I can't do without. Nauzubillah, because that person is keeping us engaged in haram, the thrill of shaitan, shaitan also has his way of keeping somebody thrilled. But what is going to be the outcome of this? Where is it going to feel, finish off? How many persons' homes have broken with this? How many people got involved in all this and now the time came to get married? 
and then suddenly all this started surfacing and what not surfaced and the very people now now somebody was chatting with another person and this is not one incident like this there's so many Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us all somebody was chatting and now some are so shameless and immoral that this is shameless enough already that they're chatting with several people and now suddenly the time came to move on in life so now they knew that these people are all not, not of that they are also all up for all kinds of wrong and whatever it is so now the time came some good proposal came the proposal got accepted now when the proposal got accepted these people suddenly woke up that all this time she was just giving us the run around and she was making us fools so now what they did they went and now started plastering all this over social media all those conversations and whatever else and Allah forbid some even made that haram move of even sending pictures of themselves and now all these things started surfacing on social media and now the damage the damage is beyond control sometimes Allah Ta'ala save us, Allah Ta'ala protect us this is no joke this turns homes upside down it turns it creates turmoil in families it becomes such a nightmare it is something that becomes such a difficult thing to handle but all this is as a result of not knowing who is our friend and who is our enemy not knowing what is our or not realizing or despite knowing not having that fear of Allah Ta'ala not inculcating this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala that we didn't dive headlong into all these things and actually Allah forbid Allah forbid this is such a terrible situation that one person in some school the person was not getting involved in any kind of haram chatting etc so he was being looked down upon like something is wrong with him this is unfortunately the situation and this is what was prophesied by Rasulullah that a time will come when people will look at the good as evil and the evil as good something that is evil that will become the norm and that person who is part of that evil is in, in style so now one person is saying I am chatting with so and so say no I am also chatting I also got somebody on the line and the third person is not left out too now then you come along one person say no I am chatting to nobody there is something wrong with her the person who is doing something right make it something wrong with her so this is not a joke this is something very serious in life let us realize where this is taking us and Allah Ta'ala gives us respite Allah Ta'ala covers up our faults but let us not take advantage of this because then suddenly sometimes when we take advantage of this we become persistent in the haram then suddenly that veil is just suddenly torn out and then everything is exposed and then everything comes crashing down and then the person is crashing but I should have done this and but I should have stopped but I should have realized this person is not my friend I should have realized this person is destroying my life I should have thought about it that this person is going to destroy my family but now it's already done the damage has happened now what I should have done is too late I should have done it that time now I'm saying I should have done it but I didn't do it that time so now it's too late already the damage is done and sometimes the damage is such that it can't be repaired also because that, that marriage has broken or that, that proposal now broke and it's done now now you've got to go on with a new step in life now and that's not such an easy task 
It's easier said than done. So now is the time while we are still in our young ages to understand and realize the direction. And to realize that we cannot take chances with all this. And this is shaitan making us do all this. In the shaitan alakum aduun fattakhiduhu aduwa. Shaitan is setting these traps. And he's using people to set these traps. So shaitan, Allah Ta'ala says, shaitan is your enemy. You treat him as an enemy. Don't befriend your enemy. Don't call your enemy to come and sit alongside you. You are going to be in big trouble. But now this is unfortunately what we are doing. Shaitan is setting up these traps using people, using the social media, using movies, using all kinds of other things, using music. And all these are the traps of Shaitan. Very evil, very filthy traps, full of dirt and muck, full of the worst kind of rotten and stinking filth that smartphone, whatever is in that in terms of all the haram and harm that comes through it, all the most nauseating and filthy and disgusting and stinking filth, but shaitan just puts a thin covering over it, very glittery, glamorous looking covering over that, over that total filth, rotten, totally smelling, nauseating, but just that it's all just screened up, just covered up, with a very, very thin cover, now the person is looking at that glittery cover on the top and now he dives into it. What is the end result? When he gets into it, he can't come out. Now he wants to come out also, he can't come out. So this becomes such a problem for him and then by that time the damage is done. So let us not get caught up in all this. Let us understand and realize where this is heading and where this started off from. Nabi Islam has told us, be in righteous company. Allah Ta'ala gave us a Quran in the Quran Sharif, be in righteous company. Somebody who is engaging us in haram is not righteous company for us. We don't look down upon anybody. We don't regard ourselves as better than anyone. But we don't associate with company that is going to engage us in haram. That is going to cause us to be falling towards haram. Going into haram. Otherwise, Allah forbid that by the time our eyes open up, the damage would have been done and it will be too late and too deep to do anything about it. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Allah Ta'ala give us the correct understanding and help us to stay far away from all these things that lead us to all this haram and stay away from all these illicit relationships and this illicit chatting on phones and whatever else and all the other kind of haram that takes place. Otherwise, Allah forbid this can become such a major problem for us in dunya and in akhirat as well. Allah Ta'ala grant us a tawfiq of sincere tawbah Allah Ta'ala grant us a tawfiq of becoming His true and obedient and loyal servants and becoming those servants who are close to Him so that when we finally leave this dunya Allah Ta'ala is pleased, pleased with us and takes us directly to Jannat wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير وجعل عاقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما 
اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين